What is up guys? My name is Stefan Dawkins and with me as always is my friend. Oh baby. It's a trip. <laughs> and uh you are tuning in for another exciting episode of the Punch Out Podcast, uh, where we talk about everything, not just uh, nerd shit. But um, yeah, hey, Brendan, how you doing? Uh, is it nice outside? Uh, is it uh, beautiful? It's hot as fuck. Yeah, it's New York. It's not, no, it's not New York in summer. No, that's what I'm saying. New York during the summer sucks. That's some of the worst. Not some for nothing. Worst. It's been like. Between forty and sixty degrees every day for the past month and a half, and then with like maybe one or two days of like eighty, and then all of a sudden it's just like, <laughs> take all this heat, take all that you can take. Um, yeah, it's been pretty shit, man. It's been pretty shit weather wise. It's been pretty shit everything wise. And by the way, we still haven't seen Wonder Woman. Nope. We're, we're being terrible. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I haven't seen the Dooku yet. <laughs> <gasps> the Dooku. Um, Dooku needs yeah, to happen. man, it's getting some shit reviews. That movie. That's fine. I can. Do you think I've the said du- through worse? Do you think the Dooku will survive? Unfortunately, because they prematurely shot their load. On, yeah, they kind of like, did on everything. I, you know, I didn't expect it to bomb as badly as it did. But who are you excited for in the Dooku? Uh, I want a good Frankenstein movie. Uh, uh I don't like. You didn't like the what? B- was the other one? I Frankenstein. No, that was dumb as fuck. You know you loved it. No, it was uh, who was it? It was uh, Two Face, Aaron Eckhart, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not watch that because I was like, this movie is shit. Is that a part of the Dooku? Uh so apparently the Dooku was started with that vamp- Dracula the, the, movie? the Dracula movie and Untold. kind of that tank too. But even like a couple years back with the Wolfman movie that I actually enjoyed. Oh yeah, that's like, right. It's it did pretty start decent. With that it's pretty Wolfman fucking movie. gory, but. You know, I don't. I don't think that's part of the Dooku, and it is. Well, no, not the Frankenstein. The the wolf that Wolfman thing was like uh, an attempt to see if there was any interest. Because remember, that was like that Wolfman movie was supposed to be. It was supposed to be made uh, for a long time um, because they tried to rejuvenate uh, Dracula with uh, with Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. That was the plan, but Van Helsing didn't do so hot. So. They were like, you know what? We're not going to go anywhere with that. You know, actually... Do you think I, we're over that shit? Uh, Universal Monsters? No, never. If you can do them right and you can make them period pieces and make them look interesting, then, then people will go see them. Um, there's a meme that's been going around where... I shouldn't say it's a meme, but with Black Panther, there, there's... <laughs> this is going to sound like... Oh, the I'm one the where if you don't support racist. the movie... If you don't... Well, no, no, or no. Or if you pirate the movie, we're snitching. Isn't that? I love that. That actually made me laugh. <laughs> no, but the whole... Actually, this actually plays up to a bigger thing that I actually want to talk about. People are like, oh, we're finally getting, like, an all-black superhero movie, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'm put my Trump hat on for this. No. Uh, they're like, you know, we're getting an all-black superhero movie. But I kind of feel, in a way, this shits on everything Wesley Snipes did with Blade. Like, I understand Black Panther's, like, a full, like... African American, oh, I should say African American, a full black cast. And it's just like, so now you're discrediting like everything Wesley Snipes did for Blade. Blade is fucking dope. I don't care what anybody says, though, two of the three Blade movies are, are <laughs> fucking awesome. And let's even take it a step further back. Like, I know the joke is that, you know, people are like, oh, Black, black Man is a real superhero. And then the picture is like Blank Man. But even then, like, Blank Man was dope as a kid. And it, I feel like. People are discrediting like other shit for things that are in, in the car, and then they totally forget like Luke Cage just did not happen. Yeah, <laughs> but that's you know what's funny though that's that's kind of the the flaw of a lot of our systems that we're so very like short not short sighted but like we get distracted very easily from things now, or at least people get distracted from things very easily, and it doesn't matter what anyone does. I don't think anyone's cause will ever be like fully sated or at least like mo- like sated in a short way like we de- we have had some like black superhero movies and they're great and they're they're good it's almost it almost goes back to like when um 
they talk about making black comic books like comic books that star black you know characters they make them they're there just nobody buys them and nobody get like wants to be interested in them but yet they still call for the demand of more black comics it's like well then go out and support them go out and actually buy the books and show them that it's worth the time and effort that just made me laugh <laughs> Fucking Lawrence. Um, no, but there there was an interesting article about that. Lawrence I want to see all of us that Vox put it out, and it, it's about the cancellation of the Black Panther series that they put out. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking to the mic. I know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to find the thing. Give me one second, Riff, while while I look for this article. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I because I've thought about that too. Oh, well, I don't. I don't. Remember. I think a lot. You do think a lot, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's a big problem. You fucking nerd. That's fine. Is it now? I mean, yeah. Thinking is good for the human soul. Sometimes, I mean, if you don't overthink some things, you'll be you'll be fine. Maybe. Um, I overthink. Excited for Black Panther though. Oh, I am too. Don't get it me wrong. I, I'm it's just really excited great. for any fucking thing that I get that's not a piece of shit. Give me something with a good Even story. Even with. It's funny. I don't know. Because even, even in the film industry where you have a lot of black films that came out in the 90s and they just kind of get overlooked. They don't... They get spoken to about being a piece, but you have, like, Boys in the Hood, which is a very, like... That movie's so good. You know, intense movie compared to, like, Moonlight, for example, where Moonlight is the modern version of what it is to be a black guy, a black youth. And a black male youth, I should say. Wait, take it one more step even further. A black male youth who is gay. Yeah, even further. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, take it take it another step. Uh, so the the name of the article is Marvel Comics Marvel sorry Marvel canceled Roxanne Gay and Ty Nihisi Coates Black Panther comic, and the the subtitle is the problem goes beyond Marvel. Uh, getting angry over Roxanne Gray's canceled comic book is easy. Supporting it and books like it is harder. Yeah. And the whole article goes into detail on how. People, you know, they they champion for these books and they champion for for creators of color and, and creators of, of different backgrounds and, and sexual identifications. And it's like, yeah, it's great because then we end up getting it and the, they don't sell. Uh, they talk about the article talks about how, like, to be a sustainable like series for Marvel, you have to sell between like 30 and 35 thousand copies monthly. Mm-hmm. And it's either digital, digitally and physically. And they said, like, the first issue, the first two issues were, like, good. It was, like, 40,000 and then 33,000, respectively. But then the third and fourth issues dropped to under 15,000. Wow. And that's, like, a death sentence. And it, and it's sort of, like, I know, like, the hardcore reader won't be coming back every month to get a single issue. But, you know, there, there are services that you can kind of, and I'm not saying that everybody should do this, but... So you can set a reminder, like when I, whenever I look forward to like a comic series coming out now. Not that I read as hardcore as I like once used to, but like I'll set a reminder, like okay, this is supposed to come out this day, and I can remember to go get it, so that I don't have to go looking for it six months down the road. But you know, there there needs to be. I don't know. I don't think people are gonna read comics anymore. Yeah, I don't think Oops, so either. Sorry, forgot to mute that. People people don't like to spend money on on things. Yeah, they kind of want it to be readily available they can be like oh cool and don't get me wrong marvel marvel has a big problem when it comes to pricing on books because marvel likes to charge way too much for books like it's almost five dollars for a, a start of a brand new series then you're always constantly restarting shit and you constantly kind of fucking up the numbering people get confused they don't want to be intimidated where i think it's easier for people to pick up collections of things where it's like oh this is six issues of this in one book even trying to explain that to somebody because like i'm currently reading saga monthly right and this is not even marvel's thing but i'm just saying i'm reading saga individually each and every month issue by issue and a friend of mine she's following it by trade so she got confused the other day when she was like there's like 30 it's up to 36 i have to get 36 books and she thought like it was volume so like no 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 the things you buy they come with like six or seven issues each Mm -hmm. you can always just tell by opening the front they usually tell you what's in the in the book so it'll be like oh this is issues containing or containing issues six through twelve so on and so forth so i think i don't know if maybe comics need to change in a way where instead of putting out monthly books you just put out a whole story in a graphic novel and sell it like that (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought process. Or maybe change the pricing, because it's working for DC. DC went back to kind of the basics of, like, two, I shouldn't say basics, but, like, going to two ninety nine, shipping two times a month, uh, just going back to old numbering. And it seems to be working for them greatly, and they're not changing anything radically. Like, they're not, like, Batman is now black or, or Catwoman is lesbian. In fact, they were like, no, let's just put them together. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's interesting because I feel like there's... A disconnect between doing and forcing. You know what I mean? Whereas, no, I like that. Um, but for example, when Marvel sets out, or I, I forgot, I think it was either Black Panther or something else, but Marvel had set out to hire specifically like black writers and black artists and black, 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 black to like write these <laughs> films. I mean, oh, I'm black, I can say this. Um, to Are like you? work on a black character, yeah. The last, never mind. I'm like fifty percent <laughs> black. What's wrong? Uh, so not the full hundred, brother. I know. No, right? I'm joking. Um, I can only I say Nick. I can't. You can. <laughs> you can. Uh, <laughs> you can only say either or the first part or the second part. <laughs> Go. Um. So <laughs> what, what, what that white boy say? Um. What that half white boy say? Um. Fuck. Oh, shit. But I think that I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people want to make all these demands, and they want the industry to change in a in a very specific way. But again, they don't want to support it. They'll demand that they make a book about you know black superheroes, and then when they do make the book, they don't want to go out and buy it. They're just like, "You did it, good," and they just keep walking. And they move on to the next issue. And then on top of that, I also think that when an industry is trying to kind of appeal appeal to certain people and appeal to certain groups they focus too much on trying to figure that out. Like, for example, hiring an all-black staff to write a black book, and it's like, why don't you just make it a bit more organic and make it a bit more natural and make a book about a good black superhero that's well-written rather than, oh, look at this Afrocentric, you know, dealing with black-only issues kind of a thing, which could work if it's done well, but it's not always done well. No, definitely because isn't. I don't think people really understand the complexities that go into it because there's there's a huge disconnect of you know what it means to be a minority or in, in any form mm-hmm. and it's more than just a culture you know what I mean like yeah Black Panther Africa that's great but it's more than just the African culture that makes up a, a the average American black person because most average American blacks don't know about african culture they don't know what the fuck any of that shit means they don't care about any of that stuff it's what do you want in a black panther book me yeah in a black panther book if you were to buy black panther monthly because i know you don't you only support white yeah heroes. yeah of course um i mean look my walls are plastered with white heroes um, <laughs> that's true <laughs> didn't think about that yeah I stefan think- walls be so white i actually <laughs> honestly i don't think you would be able to find a single black character in my house i believe this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think you'd be able holy shit oh no <laughs> stefan come on you can do this no no don't do it don't come on i really yeah. can't find anybody yeah there's nothing here dude oh uh, maybe well no that's scarlet spider that's not even spider-man 2099 nope even yeah, woody's white they're all white or asian Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> um, Either Chris, white I mean, or Asian. That's true. Damn, I'm trying to like really dig. It's desperate. It's a desperate attempt because there's nothing here. The dude from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, yeah, I don't even think I have a game that stars a black dude. So, or a Hispanic guy or anything. So the thing is though, and the point I'm trying to make is that I don't know where that point's going now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna make the point. Is that I. I don't like these heroes and I don't like these video games or stories because they're white. I don't I'm not looking at the character and saying, "Look at this proud white guy running around saving the saving the white folk from, you know, black people problems." I don't I don't look at it like that. And I think that's the approach that I would like personally to see taken with these quote minority heroes or minority characters in story. I just want to see them do cool shit. I want to see them have really interesting storylines. 
I don't give a fuck if this person's like so Afrocentric that like he wants to bring Afro Afrocentricity to like the fucking world or to New York or to America or to whatever. I don't care about all that. Like when I look, I know even when I look at someone like Captain America, I don't look at him and go, oh, look at this American dude. Oh, he's all about American values. I don't see that. I see a guy who likes to stand up for the little guy. Same thing when I look at Spider-Man or when I look at other heroes. I don't see them as being this culture bearer. I see them as just being an individual with heroic feats and deeds. And that's the same thing I see with when I look at Luke Cage or I look at Black Panther. I see that. I see their heroics. I see their deeds. And I see their interesting storylines and story arcs that they've had. I don't necessarily look at them and be like, yeah, Luke Cage is the representative of all that street culture. Even though, yeah, he is. And that's how he kind of started with the whole black exploitation shit. Fine. But I feel like when you dive too deeply into that, it, you close off a large majority of the people who are potentially going to read it. Because they're not going to be able to relate or understand it. And the people that do read it, and I hate to say this, and this is what some people have to understand, the majority of people who do read comics are fucking white. Like, that's kind of the problem. And on the majority of people who are interested in this stuff are usually white. Yes, there are minorities that are getting into it now. There are, you know, black, Hispanic, Asian, lesbian, gay, whatever, that are getting in, and women who are getting into these these forms of media now. But you have to understand these forms of media did not start out for you. And I hate to say it, but it's true. Uh, and if that's the case, then start making the media for you and i don't mean make it like that make these good stories that involve these characters that have these characters within them it's my fear it's my i think it's why i never kind of like push the gas pedal forward and and trying to open up like a comic shop again um it's it's that's like my biggest fear of being like hey i opened this space up for people are you gonna show up and like that's why I give uh I I want to out of respect look up her name the the girl that has the comic shop in Philadelphia oh yeah I know that she like got it at a cheap place but people go to that shop mm-hmm. and people are supporting that and it's not like she's getting people go out of their way to go there and I feel that a lot of young people won't do that over here they but here's the thing though and this is why I think she's so fucking brilliant. Is be it's not so much that she started some like comic shop with a you know like look it's a bl- it's a woman, a black woman who's owning her own shop, her owning her own business, and it's a comic book shop of all things, which is a predominantly like white thing. But the thing is, is that people try, people try shoving that stuff down the throats of like white people, and I don't think that's what the tactic should be i think the tactic should be if you want to start introducing hispanics and all these other different cultures into comics start putting comic shops in their fucking places where they live where they are start building it within your own community and try to get people to come in through there you don't want to you want to build you want to empower the people that are there not disenfranchise the people that are already in power because they're in power there's a reason why you're not in power me yeah what you're not in power what do you mean? You're not in power, Brenda. Yeah, I'm not even in power of my own life. Um, but I don't know. That's that's my. It, it reminds me of the Ariel fucking Johnson. I think Ariel. It reminds me of the fucking uh, Captain America thing, where Cap became this old dude, and they needed someone else to replace him, so they got Falcon, and they threw Falcon, and they made him Captain America, which is is cool to some extent, but at the same time, it's like pretty. Mm-hmm. At the same time, yeah, I know, I know what she is. Um, but at the same time, it's like the thing, like when they, when they, with Captain America and Sam Wilson, it was like, this is your opportunity to introduce a whole new character, a whole new character that represents everything you want it to represent. Put them in there, have them become the new Captain America, have it literally be a symbol of this is some, this is literally a new character that we've created in modern times to become Captain America, not just, you know, some new, some new hero with a new book out that only lasts like two issues. But like legit Captain America, and that would—I thought that would have been fine. But throwing Sam Wilson in there kind of felt like, okay, let's not make a new black character. Let's just take the old one we have and just make him fucking Cap. And I know for a lot of comic book readers, it makes sense for Sam Wilson to become the new Cap. Well, they tried it with with Riri Wilson and, and Iron Heart or Iron Heart, Iron Heart, and it, and it's like, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's dope. That yeah. or. Uh, 
Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Like that's what my niece is currently reading, and what brought her to it because it, it was Black Girl who was sitting there with a dinosaur. I mean, that's pretty dope. But uh, it's a good <laughs> book. It is actually a good book. Uh, I like took a look at it when she went to sleep. Was like comics. Um, <laughs> even with the shit I give uh, Chinese Superman, at least it's Chinese Superman or Chinese. Hulk I don't even, even know if he's there. Or Asian Hulk. I should say. I just, it's just weird, man. Because it's a, even like a weird subject to talk about without people kind of like right away being like well no this is why and it's just like no i don't i'm not saying that every black person is bad or or it's it's a sad situation where it's like i want like there's two there's two store spaces right across the street from my house right under a chuck e cheese of all places and it's like man a fucking like comic video game a, a, a nerd store would be perfect right there but it's like the equity man trying to build yeah. on, a, on a clientele a client base very like fast and you know what the crazy thing is that right in front not only is there a bus stop but the all the it's the college drop-off points for columbia and a city college mm-hmm. so they drop people off right there and it's like man can you imagine that people getting out of like school or whatever and they're like oh shit there's a comic shop right here or even like when they open up the train station again like oh fuck like I'm coming out from coming home from work or I'm coming home from wherever. I didn't want to go to Midtown. Boom, there's this comic shop in my neighborhood. But, but that's the point. Like these things that were introduced to us uh, from from a young age, they weren't introduced to us because we were, they were like readily available. You know what I mean? They weren't introduced yes, to us because they were on every street. If you found a comic book shop or a game store in the ghetto, it was in the beginning. It was like, oh fuck, this is my spot. This is where I'm going. It seemed like heaven shit. Yeah, exactly. At the, at the now there's like game stops and shit everywhere and stuff. But I'm just saying like. I miss the smell of nerd carpet. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. But, but that. that's what I mean. Like the introduction to it wasn't us going into these affluent areas or let's just say, let's just face it. These white areas and, and getting what they produce and then take making it our own. We were introduced to it because it started to come into our urban areas, our ghetto areas, our lower income areas, our areas that were predominantly, you know, whatever culture it was. And that's what I'm saying. If we want to have diversity, we've got to start injecting it, not for them. I wouldn't say diversity. I would say inclusivity. Inclusivity. Yeah. Um, I hate the word diversity. I was. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, I I only hate the word diversity is because I feel like diversity is another way of separation. It's a buzzword. Yeah, it is. It is now it, it it meant something and now it's a, it's a buzzword cuz I could think about like the Microsoft conference last week. How many times the guy was like, "We have the most diverse yeah, games." Diverse and I was like, library. Of I was games. like, "That should didn't end up well for you, Phil Spencer." Um, I see what you're trying to do, but no. Nah. Uh, I forgot where I was at yesterday. Yes, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but it had that carpet smell. And I was like, I miss this. It smelled. It reminded me, you know, when you go into certain places and you, you get that whiff, and it kind of smells like, how can I say it? Like places you used to hang out a lot as a child, or or even like it just reminds you of places. Mm-hmm. So that rug smell like reminded me of going to Game Express and staring at the game wall of games that I couldn't afford, and just being like. Oh man, I want that. I, I want it. like it, it, even now I think about it. Like I don't have that feeling when I when I'm online or or um. You know, it's kind of funny. They always had the corniest names. You had Game Express. I had Game Station. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> right uh, right down the block, names. it was Game Plaza, Game Express, and Game Something. I forgot what the last one is. <laughs> game Game Town or some shit like that. But if you were trying to get a game early, one of the three had them. It didn't matter. It didn't matter which one. Like even going to Fordham, you had you had a Game Express over there. You had what was the anime shop? The one that was like right by the Fort train. Mm-hmm. You know which mm-hmm. one I'm talking about, right? It was like R. It had like those shitty neon orange like game display cases. But you know, I kind of I kind of miss that feeling. Or even going into a comic shop the first time and you you smell oh, like yeah. the, the the books, but like a real and comic the plastic, shop, not yeah. Like these- there was this shop, like, for me, like, it all started with, um, obviously, like, the cartoons and stuff, but, like, it started with comics and stuff when this guy opened his shop. He was a collector, huge collector, three times my huge. size, three times my size, like, literally fat. Um, and get it, get it, bitch. Um, yes, <laughs> fuck, y'all. And this had, is Anastasia, and I'm going to tell you about comic. <laughs> he, had a, he had a shop that was half the size of this living room. 
and it was filled with toys and comic books and cards. That's all it was filled with. Yes. And yes, Mr. I remember Stephon. it was the cool part was that it was right next to the supermarket and it was right next to the laundromat. Mm-hmm. So every time my mother would take sure me to go do stuff, I had like an arcade. In it. Yeah, I did. And I would play Mortal Kombat in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time my mother would go to the goes to do any of those errands, I would run straight to that comic book shop. And I would sit there and I would read the comics. I'd look at all the toys that I wanted to buy and talk with the, the owner. And he would recommend shit to me. And that's how you I got started. read this X-Force, yo. Yeah, he was. No, he loved fucking. He loved Spider-Man and X-Men. Those were his two big things. And I remember. Like, and there's little, you know, it's funny. This, I'm, I'm sharing like a story because I'm feeling nostalgic. Um, there was this Ben Riley figure that I wanted yeah, so fucking bad. And. It never it was too expensive because it came in a set and i remember one day i came over to the shop and it wasn't in the display case anymore oh i know and i was that like feeling. what happened and i was like did somebody buy it finally he's like no actually one of the cases on top actually collapsed downward damaged the box and some of the figures but and then he gave me the ben riley figure and he was like but it this one was actually intact and i know you really wanted it and i so i didn't throw it out or i didn't try to sell it i'll just give it to you and i was like <laughs> I fucking love you. <laughs> I still have that Ben Riley figure. Yeah, and as I He's not Stephon, out. He's in Stephon a box. Stephon changed his life. He's in a box. But somewhere. no, there, there's always that that feeling of going to a comic shop and going up, leaning up against the glass case and being like, oh, I want that. <laughs> and then like comic book guy coming out being like, you cannot afford this. Yeah, uh, you never have it. <laughs> you know, I hopefully one day, I don't know, I. There's just not very much passion in me lately. Very, very lately. It'll come back. It'll come back. We shall see. And with that, we shall be right back after deep uh. messaging. What's up, bitches? This Chad Warden here. Alright, I'm talking about that PS Triple. The PS Triple. I ain't talking about that Wii. That Wii shit. Shit, people, people will be talking about how it's all new and shit. But you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say is that... Come on now. Wii? Come on. That, that little controller, baby, that looks like a dildo. I, I ain't trying to play my games with no dildo. And we're back with another edition of Stefan's Soapbox. Oh, yeah? Stefan, what do you have to bitch about today? Oh, yeah? You want to call me a bitch, yeah? You want to yeah, call me a stupid slut? Alright, Stupid slut whore bitch. That's right. That's right. You're a stupid slut whore bitch. Alright, so my, my soapbox is. <laughs> the, what? <laughs> you fucking fuck. Um, you. I said baguette. Oh, I think you said baggins. <laughs> no, no, I said I want a baguette. I really do want a baguette. I <laughs> excuse me. Whoa. Honestly, that was a hard B. Y- you know the reason why I don't like uh, Shadows of Morandor is uh, I don't like orcs and I don't like ogres. You just don't like Lord of the Rings. And I would have no, I love Lord of the Rings with a passion. I just wish I th- you could see more elves and hobbits and <laughs> you nerd dwarves <laughs> nerd <laughs> and dragons. That's kind of what I like nerds. I'm a nerd, man. I can't help it. I am who I am. So speaking, what's the, what's the theme song to the end of Revenge of the Nerds? No fucking no. I never watched that movie. You've never seen I've Revenge never of the Nerds. I've never seen Revenge of the Nerds. You know why I never seen Revenge of the Nerds? Because goddamn man, I don't watch no fucking shit from a time that I wasn't born in. Actually, shit. Revenge of the Nerds came out before 1985. Look it up. Look it up. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about the the future of uh, of media and the how future. the landscape of it is going to be changed. It's going to start changing in the future. All right, old um, man, start bitch. So yeah, I am. I am. Uh, so as I was talking to you about before, um, just sort of thinking about how things kind of translate. How you and I know. No, I, I I apologize. This is really that was really rude of me. But I'm just imagining like shooting that and what happened last time and the oh, the, the straw can, the straw and the straw's going right in your pee hole, <laughs> like perfectly and not even like forcefully. It just goes. You know, if I met the right woman, I'd I'd let her stick something in my pee hole. But she's got to be the right, the right woman. Like she, like when I say the right woman, I mean like 
she's I have to devote my Hey, you know life what? I can't I can't like I'm not going to shame I'm not you even for saying your sexual for, things. No, no, I'm not even I'm saying not. for my sexual preference. If she wanted it's to do it. It's not a preference. If she, it's something you want to no, be no, done No, 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 no. I don't want it to be done to me. But if she was like, hey, I've always wanted to finger a man's pee hole, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm your man. All right. That's my soapbox. <laughs> no. Uh, so. I've had somebody like tongue me there and it was weird. Because it does not feel good. It feels like something that shouldn't be it done. It burns. It feels like a burn. Like, it sh- like stuff shouldn't be in there. It really shouldn't. <laughs> you know, that's like the same thing happens with my balls. Like, if somebody like, starts messing with them, I'm just like, no, stop it. <laughs> well, no, I like that. No, I'm a virgin. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't All right, mind. anyway, let's get to your soapbox. One of my number one fears is testicular torsion. Oh, I think it's a that. cancer. <laughs> it's like mine, too. Nah, cancer's going to happen. Because we're fat you know. and you drink a lot of Diet Coke. Yep. That aspartame is going to eat your brain That's fucking fine, because I'm going to put my consciousness inside of a machine, bitch. I'm going to be a Terminator, bitch. Get it right. They're going to call me the T-69. Come on, that was good. That was so great. You suck. Anyway. File deleted. So, essentially, uh, we grew up during the rise of media. The, the big rise of media, we had video games, we had actual real portable music in the form of cassette tapes and CDs, we had readily available video on demand via like movie, sh- movie channels and the sale, cable. the release of DVD and, and, ba- and actual cable channels. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen movies go from cinematic masterpieces to high quality 3D, <laughs> uh, you know, shit fests. I don't know about that. I, I mean, I'm just making up shit as I go along. But you and I, we're the first generation to really have internet as a staple. Um, so with that in mind, right, a lot of our taste kind of developed from that whole Gen X baby boomer. Uh, yeah, baby boomer kind of generation. A lot of their influences carried over to us. And we still see those influences today within the series that we enjoy and we still watch that are continuing. They're up to part four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But my question is, yeah, but my question to you is, especially with things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe now coming to its next kind of phase. I read an article where they were saying how Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther are going to be the first movies to kind of start this new line of Marvel movies. Because once after Infinity Wars, they have to start over. So my question to you is, what do you think the future landscape of media is going to look like when we start actually producing more uh, big budget and high quality content out there? I think it's going to go the opposite way, actually. You think we're going to be less violent and, you know, (laughs) less aggressive like we were back in the day, back in the 90s and stuff? Um, Honestly, with the way everything gets put under a microscope and tons of microscopes and you know, people are scoping things out to make sure everything and everyone is represented. It represented. Yeah, I don't know why I needed to add more syllables there. Um, it's it's gonna change, and so much stuff gets made now that I don't even think like that's even gonna be an issue. What I think is gonna start happening, and it's, it's gonna be an interesting shift. It's uh, little communities, and you're kind of just gonna hang out in this community and just chill there. Um, people there are people who watch twitch streamers and that's their whole week that's their whole night mm-hmm. they work their nine to fives and they come home and they want to sit and watch uh dark souls raider and <laughs> you know how many times i see people so they get the subscription thing or the donation message and they're like i love watching your stuff at work I yeah and, and it's just like I, I don't blame it like it's it's a hangout not only are you hanging out with other people that are a fan of the channel but you know, it is an evolution of what chat rooms were in the mm-hmm. 90s and, and early 2000s. And now you have a you have this thing where you can watch something with a big community and be in a chat board on, on Slack or, or Discord. And there's more of a inter interactivity, meaning you don't have to be there with somebody, but, you know, either your text groups or whatnot. Like, for example, when Game of Thrones comes back, 
you know, there's there's that instance where you're watching with somebody. You're like, oh, MFG, you know, mm-hmm. fucking Jon Snow is John Arius. And it's spoiler. <laughs> well, the reason like the reason why I bring it up um, in general is because um, there was an interview with a vampire with. <laughs> whoa, I'm starting to forget it all now. But anyway, there is a quote that was made by uh, Cliffy B. Cliff Blazinski, the man behind Gears of War. Um, he basically made a statement that um, within a video game, you within can walk game. up to somebody and say hi with a gun. And that's kind of been... When you look at the beginning of, let's say... I'm just going to save the video game industry now, but we, we're, we are talking about the wider me- form In of media. General. But... Um, when you look at video games when in their first inception, right? They were very sci-fi influenced. Wow. You know, they were very like things like Tron, uh, asteroids like space in space. So like they're they're very, or they're you know they're set up like Zork, for example, or where it's like you know medieval fantasy, and you have these kind of like thematic themes going around uh, with gaming. And then the, a shift happened, and now we have it to where like most almost every game involves shooting an enemy or killing an enemy or having an adversary that you have to defeat or destroy. Uh, I'm not saying every game is like that because there's puzzle games, there's dance games, there's all these different forms of games, but I'm just saying like the really popular ones, like let's say Twisted Metal or wow, that was God of War or <laughs> that sounded like somebody who's out of touch. Like yeah, that's like <laughs> you mean Destiny? You know, you know those, those Mortal Kombat's. No, like you know your Destiny. I know what you mean. Like, yeah, and and my 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 question revolves, and like I said, not just the video game industry. Like, what do you think? Uh-huh. Yeah, how do you think we're going to move on ahead with uh, you know media production and, and media content creators? Are you asking what types of stories are going to be told moving forward? Uh, what kind of stories? What things do you think are going to fall out of favor? Um, I think eventually this whole I'm not being represented in a game is going gonna, is gonna to fall to the side because you're going to hit a point and you know, I joked about this earlier where you know, every article is like, why millennials are doing this? And I feel that once we start getting older, like we start getting into our late 30s and our 40s, we're going to realize that a lot of that shit doesn't matter anymore. Um, you know, when you I think the the thing with the millennial gen, our generation is that <laughs> we don't have enough responsibility to stick care because I can say what matters to you and me differs from, let's say, somebody that i know that has a kid where i'm like oh man you know i can't believe they changed spider-man to 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 hispanic and somebody's gonna be like i don't, I don't care i have a kid like I yeah, to. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do like i gotta have i have to take care of my kid um I, you know i seen i don't know i think that that eventually what's gonna end up happening is that you're gonna run into this kind of cycle where you're gonna offend somebody no matter what and then those prejudices are gonna uh, are gonna kind of clash. Like you kind of see it now with. I'm gonna use one woman as an example. Yeah. Where you have people that won't see this movie because she they're accusing her of being a, a Zionist. Mm-hmm. Which you know, granted, I don't know if she still feels that way. That might be a thing, but you know, I I know somebody who's really big into comics. But is also really into his Muslim beliefs, and he won't go see Wonder Woman because, you know, he's like, I have to sit here and watch this lady who's okay with killing, you know, Palestinian people, mm-hmm. or feels that it's right that Palestinian people are getting killed, and kind of not, and and be like root for her, and he's like, I don't, it, it feels just weird doing that, and and I understand that. The other thing too is with. And it, and it always goes back to... Did you see the thing that Elizabeth Banks did this week? So, you know who Elizabeth Banks is. She she tried to, I guess, take a stand and try to call out Steven Spielberg on, um, not, on not having... He's like, you know, where's our, our women leads in, in your movies, this and that? And people were like... Did you forget that he made the color purple? <laughs> and, and she, and she had, and she sent an apology out. She was like, "Oh, you know," blah, blah, blah. and then, then then you had the people that were like, "Oh, you know, that shouldn't be an excuse. Why do we have to go with a movie that was made thirty years ago?" 
But people then people of color were coming out and being like, but this is a white feminist problem. It's like when it always comes down to it, it's like white feminists kind of want they want to be woke, but are as unwoke as fuck. Yeah. And and it's the truth. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's starting to clash now where it's like people could be like, oh, I'm all for this. All I'm for this. But at the same time, when I, I love it, I, I lo- one of my favorite things is like. I don't want to like misquote this, but it's sort of like everybody wants to be by Felicia, but the minute the minute shit gets real, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know what this is, blah blah blah, you know. And it's just like, it's it's the truth. It is it is a sad truth where I don't I don't know. This is going way off course. I don't I don't even think it's going way off course because I think it goes back to my point of that like people's prejudice, not prejudices, but people's what they're feeling offended for is going to clash, and. I just want to go back to just great storytelling. Just tell me a great story I haven't seen before. Stranger Things did that fucking perfectly. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, this is awesome. This reminds me of being a kid. This is, you not when you, you have that innocence of not really having to worry about the world. It's these fucking aliens are trying to kill us. Yeah. Or these demons, a pair of demons are trying to kill us. And it's like, I like that. You, you know why everybody likes that? Because there's no craziness to it. Yeah, if they want to put Eleven up on a pedestal and be like, it's a female hero, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're missing the point. These are just kids. Yeah. The show is telling you about the innocence of being a child and going through shit and having the naysayers because, A, you are a child. It's, it's sort of like why I say some of the best episodes of South Park are when they're kids and they're not really dealing with, you know whatever touchy subject is at the moment that's why stick of truth is so good that's why fractured butthole looks good (laughs) you know it's just like you you give us games where where we have fun playing like i i'm playing horizon you know and every i'm surprised that didn't get more attention for its female protagonist but then again it was sort of like all the articles started coming oh it's offensive to native americans i was like have you played the game? Because now putting in 60, 70 hours in that game, which is crazy. Um, Don't say too much. I just bought no, it. No, 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 no. I know you just bought it. <laughs> it's like there's a crazy. It, it, I sent you that text yesterday where I said they were like, oh, ancient faceless device. And it was a wristwatch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I really need to learn the backstory of this thing. And the more I find out about this game, I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. And and it's sort of like again, it's not about a female warrior being brave. I don't care who the main character is. Usually, when I have the option to play male or female, I play female because it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. By the end of the game, I'm gonna have something completely different. I'm gonna forget who I am. I'm lost in this world where these machines. I wonder where the fuck society is. What happened to society? Like I, I'm collecting all the like data points and shit like that because I want like at the end of the game, I just want to go all through the lore because it's fascinating. It's fascinating yeah. as fuck. Um, Super Mario Odyssey when when that's coming out it's like holy shit Mario's gonna be controlling a dinosaur somebody made a joke at I think like a Nintendo treehouse where they were like oh when Mario travels from body to body does his victims feel oh yeah do they feel <laughs> and it's like yeah it, it, it was a funny joke and it's like yes go back to that go back to getting excited about games I feel that anything storytelling wise where if, if we can get back to a uh, a situation where it's not like was that person represented represented finally or you know who is this gonna offend if, if you can go back to that I think storytelling and everything will be fine make you new lore you have to you know it, it's just it comes at a times what's the what's the saying all things must pass and it happens and I know I think your, your original subject you wanted to get to was talking about sort of like how like franchises from the 80s are kind of like faltering now like your aliens and, and, and whatnot. And your Dooku's. And your you know Dooku's. that's not really from the 80s. But, but I think the Dooku failed more because they... There was just too much advertisement for this movie. Like, yeah, it was they hyped everywhere. It up. Like and it, they needed to do something that's like... I don't think they should have used Tom Cruise. Yeah, Honestly, he if was you, not a right fit. Because it... And, and to, to give you an example of work, look at just Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World made a fuck ton of money. And it's like, if that worked, 
and they went with a relatively hotter, younger actor, Chris Pratt. But Chris Pratt's likable. He's not Tom Cruise. Everybody's like, mm, yeah. Like, some people like him. Some people don't. Like those Mission Impossible movies still do good, but it's not like he's fighting a mummy and this is leading to something bigger. I think people people don't want to get dragged into something that they know is going to be a franchise. Like, yeah, you know. Uh, somebody said it great. I don't know where I heard this from, but they said that Marvel has earned their right to do what they're doing mm-hmm. because they kind of, you know, they didn't film what they didn't film that that Iron Man scene uh, like two weeks until two weeks before. Yeah, with Iron Man, that's when they started transferring everything digital, so you can add shit to your movie and then just bloop update it. Yeah, and they didn't even there was no script. They just ad libbed the entire they, thing. Even the was the shawarma scene. They didn't. They filmed that shit like two weeks before Avengers came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had nothing to do with anything. But what I'm saying is that they kind of earned it. They earned their right to make this universe. You know, I think companies need to stop being like, "You guys, get ready for this movie and nine thousand more." Unless you're Star Wars, you can't get away with that. Yeah, no. Unless you're Star Wars, and even like Harry Potter. I people were like, "Oh shit!" So we're getting another trilogy for Fantastic Beasts, and then it was sort of like the first one was shit, and everybody was like, "Ooh." Do you really Hobbit- think? Do you really think the trilogy the the trilogy is going to start to fall, or the trilogy or the universe is going to start to fall out of favor at some point? If you have, if you don't have a proven drag record, then yes. I mean, aside for Wonder Woman, which we knew was going to do good, we don't know how these other DC movies are, are going to do. Does the successful Wonder Woman help Justice League? Probably not. Because um, once they go back and they, and they see, like, <laughs> oh, fuck, we're back to this. I don't want to say nihilistic, but kind of like this, this dark. grim, dark. Dark world. Universe. They're like, mm, this kind of what wasn't fun about uh, Wonder Woman. You know, so it's, it's, I'm going to go away. You know, it's a little funny. When you think of Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, Batman versus Superman. Versus like some of the other movies, there's like no hope at the end of any of those films. Like at the end of those films, you don't feel any better. Like you're just like, man, everything went to shit, and it's still shit. As, as much as people don't like or er, hating on Guardians too, I don't know why that's the cool thing to hate on Guardians too. People can go to hell. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was. Like I would defend first. that movie to the death. Anyway, but you kind of left with a sad thing with spoiler five four three two yandu dies and it's like oh shit the way yandu dies it's like you felt bad you like you realize what he was trying to do why he kept peter safe why he saved him in part one like you find out all these things and it's like ah uh, like asleep we never we're never gonna eat you you dumbass <laughs> <laughs> i miss yandu not being in these movies let me tell you something boy <laughs> i think i think eventually that whole like SJW kind of thing. I think it's going to start to fall out of favor. I mean, because if you if you really focus really hard on that, they don't do well. They really don't. Um, but I think subtly including this stuff into films and into popular media, I think is going to kind of help that. But I think through that, we're going to start to find a lot of better ways for storytelling. We're going to find that, okay, you know, like, I'm, I'm just going to say in plain English, like, the white protagonist, like, is going to start to be replaced by other things. And I think it's through that we're going to start to find, especially with, like, the internet do being it what it is. Um, like, just do it naturally, like they did for fucking Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. Where they, it's people blew it out of proportion, and it's like... Stop it, because you're taking away from what I want to watch. Yeah. I want to see this story. I know how the story is going to end. <laughs> I don't care who the characters are. Just give me a dope story and give me dope characters and make me care about these characters who I know are going to die. Mm-hmm. And it's even like, you know, have you seen the video of uh, the young lady who was a missionary? And she came back and she watched Rogue One for the first time and she watched the ending. Yeah. And she's just <laughs> fucking in tears because everything's happening and then vader comes and fucks shit up and she's just like <gasps> and the, it wasn't that reminiscent of like what happened with us when we watched it yeah we were like, like ah! where i'm like <laughs> we knew what was gonna happen but it's just like oh oh fuck and then vader and like you knew you knew once vader was like getting onto the ship you're just like oh my god i have to watch all these guys get slaughtered now and 
you feel bad for it and and that's feel bad i felt amazing no no i i mean it's <laughs> it's dope to see it but when you think about it you're like fuck he is just wrecking everybody and even yeah, though no you sadness. know <laughs> Even though you know how a new hope is gonna start, you're just like, I hope they fucking get those Death Star plans to, to whoever. Oh, I was hoping Darth. Darth. See, we're we're two different <laughs> sides just, of the it coin. It changes, but and it's like <laughs> no. But you see what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. It's like that's it's that feeling of like it being done right, you know. Even Civil War. Look at Civil War when you're watching Tony and 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 Chris Evans, Chris Evans, uh, and Steve uh, beat the shit out of each other. And you're like, no, you guys are supposed to be friends. What are you doing? Oh, oh you know, uh, by the way, uh, I, I'm sure you've come to this conclusion already, but, like, it just dawned on me that throughout that entire Captain America Civil War storyline, that whole movie, not only was it the Black Panther uh, origin story within that movie, but there's a mini Black Panther movie in that movie. Like, yeah. Pretty That's much. insane. Yeah. <laughs> they fit all of that into a movie without without it feeling like so forced. Scarjo Scarjo was on Col- Colbert. I was watching it this morning, mm-hmm. and Colbert is like, "Do you have any secrets that you can tell us?" She's like, "Yeah, there's something like sixty something characters in the movie," and then she's like, "There's one scene where there's there was like thirty one of us," and I was like. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she was like she was like it got so bad uh, at like at a point i couldn't tell if this person was an avenger or a crew <laughs> and i was like i was like oh my yo, god yo you know this movie's gonna be insane and, and that's and and i always go back to going back to like you know what's that moment of the avengers on that bridge on on part it sounded like your speaker popped uh that Dude. was the window did something hit the window <laughs> i said a bird just the Dooku. Yo, that was... The fucking Dooku's here. <laughs> um, so, no, like... <laughs> you know, we've always wanted that... <laughs> the Dooku's an actual person. <laughs> like, would it be funny... Shirt on? Would it be funny if that's, like, our curse? Like, we're out with friends, and we're like, yeah, so, you know... I was thinking about... And then, like, a cricket comes by, you're like, The Dooku! And you... <laughs> you that would be a run. great sketch. And then we just send it to Funhouse, be like, guys, you inspired us to make this. Um, so no, to go back to, uh, <laughs> you're gonna crack up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Can I tell you a story about one time I was in Chinatown? I'm gonna say this on fucking, on thing. Uh, uh, I, we stopped for a second and we were getting back on track. I'm breaking the fourth wall. Um, you're breaking the fourth wall. Breaking the fourth wall. The, the Duke. So, I, it was the Duke. We had to run from the Duke. Can we really shoot that sketch? I, like, want to now. <laughs> I feel like we can film five of them. One at Comic Con, where it's just like we're in the middle of me being like corny, and I and I'm like just scared on camera, and I'm like, and they're like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "The Dooku, it's the Dooku." Yeah, we can, we can do this. We have to do this. Um. So no. So I was in Chinatown one time. I was in Chinatown Fair, and I was walking out, and there was a bunch of like anime kids uh-huh. or weeboos or whatever you want to call them. And they were sitting on the steps next to Chinatown Fair. I miss CTF. And they were, and they were fighting. Like, the emo kids were fighting and shit like that. And he's like, I'm going to kill myself. And the other kid was like, if you kill yourself, I'm going to kill you. And I let out this loud, like, you know how you say yeah, that. are just like, ah. Dude, I was like, ah. And like, I was pointing at them. Like, straight up like Drax. I'm just like, ah. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. <laughs> You must be so embarrassed. Like I was red in the face, and like they were like, "What's so funny?" It's like you said you were gonna kill him twice. (laughs) Oh man, Uh, I forgot where we're going with this. Uh, I want you to know that they're uh, those kids you laughed at are probably probably having really nice lives right now. Probably not. (laughs) You never know, man. They're probably still in Grand Concourse in the Bronx somewhere. Oh god. Womp womp. Anyway, to go back to what I was saying is that like at least with Infinity War be the first time we'll get that like uh Avengers on the Bridge moment where it's just like ah oh, that's something I miss. And let's not even talk about that. There's still good original movies that come out. Oh yeah. Like Baby Driver comes out next week and I really want to see it. Uh Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Fucking amazing. John Wick of the Late. Yeah, but fuck we <laughs> needed that. Atomic I don't understand how that's not a song, but on the thing, yeah, it's very easy. I I just I, I'm curious to see what the shift is. That's all. Um, we millennials always, are very interesting people. 
<laughs> you know what? It's unexpected though, because you never, you never. It's always what you know. I, I always say it that people think that we're gonna go to the left, and we always end up going to the right. And I feel like that's gonna happen now. Now with like on-demand media and you having options to what you want to watch now, like you, can, you look weird like that. <laughs> you kind of look like a monkey. A monkey. There you go. You, really, you look like one of the monkeys from the Bloodhound Gang video. Oh, got you and me, baby. Sex, uh, baby, sex, baby, sex. I'm not taking this episode. Anyway, so... Uh, like a glove. <laughs> Sorry, you said monkey. I'm going to do my little favorite monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that monkey. Monkey. Uh, anyway, so going back to the thing. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. We get content no matter which way we get. We do different things. We play video games. We watch television rarely. We binge television. Uh, look at the shift now with Netflix where, oh, you know it's coming out next week. You probably don't care, but Glow, Gorgeous Ladies Wrestling. Yeah. Shut your fucking dirty mouth. You, that's one thing that you two, you know, yo, I watched this thing on Netflix. It was, it was dope. Divas? What? New Divas? No, Tell no, Glow this is, is Divas. Glow is Glow it's is joke, it's no. Joke. But did you ever like see the original Glow? I'm an adult. So Glow, <laughs> yeah, clearly. I know my walls filled with white man people. Child. Um, so gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Isn't he like somewhat Aboriginal? I said it, and then I was like, <laughs> doesn't count. Jimmy Smiths don't count. <laughs> um, oh, damn it. Not Jimmy Smith's. Who played him in in Force? Not Force. Wow, Attack of the Clones. Who played Django Fett? I don't remember his name. It's a cool, dude. Don't remember his name. It wasn't Dean Kane, was it? No, it wasn't Dean Kane. <laughs> I feel like it's Dean Kane. It's bothering me. Dean Kane, what are you doing now? Pass Trying me. not to commit suicide. Okay, Dean hey, Kane. Not the only one. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we've come <laughs> to another. Uh, you have anything else to say? No, that was it. That was we are wrapping this one up. Uh, if you have any recommendations for the week so far, there are no black people in my house. Would you like to recommend something? Uh, We've determined that that wasn't the game. We looked I, at everything. I recommend that people. Uh, Maybe Injustice? No, that doesn't count. Because even Green Lantern's white. It's not even Hal Jordan. I mean, John Stewart, Hal Jordan. But well, okay. Well, I, my recommendation is that um, everybody, everybody out there, how about Geo Dude? He's Geo Dude is a dude. He's a rock. Um, <laughs> he's the rock. <gasps> no. Oh man, I should have bought that when I had that. I was gonna buy the Rock SH Figure Arts figure. Still don't count. Should have got that. Does Sumo and Brada. D- yeah. But he's a person of color. All right, cool. Wrap it up. What do you you recommend? Uh, It's going to be a wrestling thing because you nerds know I like wrestling. Um, I would just recommend the whole New Japan pay-per-view Dominion. It's on New Japan World. But it's highlighted by two fantastic matches. Ted Soya Naito versus Tanahashi. And uh, Kenny Omega... (laughs) Versus Okada. Um, they won an hour. Uh, you probably nobody will watch it unless you're a wrestling nerd like me. Um, tranquilo, yo. And uh, by the way, yes, I do have a black person. Ha! Huh. Uh, with that, Stefan, what is uh? I am Stefan Dawkins. He is Brendan Riley. No, and I. Am a racist out of here. That's a baseball thing. That's Gary Cohen's call. It's out of here. Yeah. Oh, I was doing the thing from uh, SNL. From uh, oh my god, what is the name? Of, what is his name? David Pumpkin. Oh my fucking god, you know the news thing, new segment they have? Oh, Chevy Chase, not after Chevy Chase. Uh, uh after Chevy Chase, before Colin Quinn. Norm and before McDonald? Norm Macdonald. Um, uh, oh my god, he's a comedian. Oh, fuck me. 
know who I'm talking about, right? Feathered hair. Used to kind of talk like this. Dennis Leary? Dennis Leary. No, not Dennis Leary. Uh, oh, he was on Monday Night Football. Yes. Um, fuck. Can't remember his name. It's Dennis. 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 Dennis, not Dennis Miller. Yes, it is Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller? It's Dennis Miller. Yeah, he used to do that. He said, like, I am out of here. And then he would leave. And then I would close the segment. Anyway. anyway, on that note, don't forget to punch back diversity. Wait, no. Don't forget to punch back in. Oh, shit. <laughs> and by the way, the black guy was wincing.